cracking the woke. Maybe I should say the woke are cracking. And what we need to do is lean in and break these people in two. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Let me start with this. This is about The Simpsons. Where Harry Shearer, who plays uh, a series of characters on The Simpsons, right? He he plays uh, Montgomery Burns. He is no longer going to play uh, the character of uh, Dr. Hibbert because Dr. Hibbert is black. The cartoon doctor is black and Harry Shearer is not. And Harry Shearer will no longer play the part. Okay. It was offensive to some. Yes, well, if it's going to be a black character, it should only be only should be voiced by a black actor. If they're gay, only voiced voiced by a, a gay actor. And if this, and it, that's not how it works. It's voice work. Sometimes you want the voice. Let me ask you a question: Have you ever seen Futurama? Great show, by the way. Futurama, I think, is a great show. There's a character in that show named Bender. You know the show, producer Ari? Of course, I know the show. And uh, tell tell people about Bender. Bender is this debaucherous robot who loves to drink and steal and loot and beat people up. He's just he's he's a very uh very unsavory character, but he's very lovable. Yes, unsavory, colorful, lovable, all those things. He's a robot. Now tell me who plays that part. John DiMaggio, I think. And if you tell me that it's not the same. You told us that only certain people can play certain parts. And that isn't how it works. Actors act. And an actor can play a gay character. And an actor can play a Jewish character. It didn't have to be Barbara Streisand in Yentl. If you cannot handle this, If those people cannot handle it, if there are people out there who cannot handle it, then they are the problem or they are the ones who have the problem. And none of us should have anything to do with these people. We should just be like, you're crazy and dismiss them because they should be dismissed because this is what is known as woke. This is all virtue signaling. This is valueless. Nothing is better because Harry Shearer doesn't do that voice. Now you're going to get another actor to do the voice and, oh, they get a job. Well, if, if that's the case, I want Michael Strahan only choosing one thing, either Good Morning America or, or uh, Football on Fox. Oh, no? Why is it fair that he has two jobs? Oh, I have two radio shows. Maybe I shouldn't say anything. I have three. Son of a... Just be cool, Tony. Just be cool. Just It's like no one noticed. Cracking the woke. It's very important right now. And they're starting to show cracks because people are standing up and saying, this is all nuts. When the story came out about Coca-Cola, I swear to you, I swear to you, I didn't share it because I thought it was make-believe. There was no confirmation at the first from Coke. And I'm like, yeah, I am not. I am not going to buy into this. Turns out... It starts with this uh, posting from a, 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 a woman about the company's online racism training. 
and the slides that you see are about teaching you how to be, quote, less white, less arrogant, less certain, less defensive, less ignorant, and more humble. In the U.S. and in other nations, Western nations, white people are socialized to feel that they are inherently superior because they are white. That's what's on one of the slides. Research shows that by age three to four, children understand that it is better to be white. I have absolutely no idea where that data comes from or if that data has any uh, truth. Coca-Cola puts forth that the course is part of a learning plan to help build an inclusive workplace, meaning they confirmed it. This is real. Coca-Cola did this. And then they say our Better Together Global Learning Curriculum is part of a learning plan to help build an inclusive workplace. It is comprised of a number of short vignettes, each a few minutes long. The training includes access to LinkedIn learning on a variety of topics, including on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the uh, training course... And some of the uh, screenshots are from Robin D'Angelo. Now, Robin D'Angelo is the white woman who wrote White Fragility, which states the theory that anything you disagree with about anti-racism or critical race theory, well, that's because you're white. It's because you can't handle it. You can't take it. It's super convenient. Super convenient to tell somebody, oh, you have a problem with this because you can't handle it. So you mean that I should just blindly accept whatever it is you say? People who I wouldn't trust with my children alone, I should just listen to what it is you say? That seems kind of ridiculous. Do you know what a second opinion is? Second opinion is when you go to the doctor and the doctor says, we need to remove your arm. And you're like, my arm's fine. I'm going to get a second opinion. And the other doctor says, no, your arm's good. And you're like, okay, good. Because that other doctor said I had to remove my arm. And I, I wasn't sure. But the doctor's the expert. If the doctor says remove your arm, why are you getting a second opinion? The doctor said you remove your arm. That's the argument being made. That only one group of people can be listened to. You have to accept what they say as the gospel. And if you even question it, whoa, questioning. Hmm. Somebody's a little fragile. That's their mathematics. Ugly as sin. It's bullying, uh, for sure. Uh, But what it is, is just straight-up bigotry. Straight-up bigotry. Now, that's what Coca-Cola is engaged in here. I think that's easy to understand. And there are some people who have made some good points. One of them is Candace Owens. I don't always agree with her. If a corporate company sent around a training kit instructing black people how to be less black, the world would implode and lawsuits would follow. And she thinks people should sue Coca-Cola for discrimination. That should happen. Why? Because you need to break wokeism. If you actually want to tell people to be less white, figure it out. I can't. This is it. I don't really give a good holy damn what you think of my skin color. It means nothing to me. This is part of the problem that I think really gets to the heart of the matter. There are people who think that I should be very, very involved in their thoughts all the time. And they don't understand that you and I don't give a good holy hell about them. We're busy leading our lives. Look, you and me, we got a good thing going, and I really do appreciate it. But you know, on weekends, we may not think about each other. 
We got family. We got our own things to deal with. We want to get some rest. Maybe, maybe we're we're going out to dinner. Maybe we gotta maybe we gotta paint the garage. You ever have to paint the garage? Oh, what a nightmare that is. But sometimes it's got to get done. We got things in our lives, and we're not always about. Hmm, is this going to upset Tony? Hmm, is this going to upset the good people of Lincoln, or is this going to upset the people uh, of Kokomo, Indiana? Hmm, I wonder what's going to happen. No, we're living our lives. These woke folk think that we need to be interested and invested in them 24-7, 365. And that's just not the case. But they're really invested in us 24-7, 365. And by the way, we should be clear, none of this has to do with race. It all has to do with ideology. I'm going to get into that. Because I just said Robin D'Angelo is a white woman. She buys into all this crazy. Less white, less arrogant, less certain, less defensive, less ignorant, and more humble. Less ignorant you don't know me. Your company told you you have to be less ignorant, therefore deciding that you are ignorant. What? And that's when you realize one of the the horrible things about critical race theory and and anti-racism training. It's bigotry. In any school, any business, any uh, Fortune 500, Anyone who engages in anti-racism training or the demand for anti-racism training is engaged in bigotry. It's pure, raw, unadulterated hate. Because what these things do and what these theories posit is that you don't exist as an individual. You are part of a group based on a characteristic that they, those above you, quote unquote, decide. Or those who believe they can put pressure on you and force you out of your business or force you to comply. Understand that. You, if you're told be less ignorant, they don't know you. They made this presentation, they don't know you. What happens when you're a member of Mensa? Are you really ignorant? What happens if you listen to this show every day and you're up on the topics and up on the subjects and you got a wicked sense of humor? Are you ignorant? Well, to them, yes, because you're not doing what they want you to do. So it's ignorance. Based on what? Not you. But a skin color. This is exactly the kind of thing that you could have heard said in the 50s the other way around. Why would it be okay now? This is the fundamental problem with a conversation where we no longer talk about equality, but we get into the nonsense, garbage, bigoted concepts of equity. They're nonsense. And if somebody wants to argue that they have an actual legitimate cause, well, then it's bigotry because that's what they're promoting and pushing by pushing it. Remember, equity, as as Shelby Steele explains, doesn't doesn't exist. It's not a thing. We're talking equity in your house. Equity. What do you what? What is what is the silliness? You just made it up. You made it up because you needed to change the, the the entire dynamic. And the dynamic is deciding that a group of people, based on the color of their skin, are guilty. Just like they do to black people who happen to be on the political right. But they don't say that they are, you know, uh, they're they're engaged in any level of whiteness. Although they might. They get called traitors. That's actually the precursor to the conversation of whiteness. But since there are white people who believe in the concept of whiteness, you realize it's not about race, it's about ideology. It is about a, a, an elimination of, of concepts and standards that could actually move us somewhere. It is about being destructive.
The people who push anti-racism are destructive people. If they want to come at me, I'm fine. Because there's not a one of them who can actually engage a conversation that pushes this thesis. Conversations about race, maybe. What Coca-Cola has done is sinful. Am I going to tell you not to drink Coca? You're going to do what you want to do. You don't need me to tell you. It's gross what they said. Be less white is insane of a concept. That you could say it out loud is weird and diseased. But so is critical race theory and so is anti-racism. And it's our job to push back on this, leaning in with that shoulder and breaking it in two. This is only one of many stories. There's more coming. I'm Tony Katz.